Hey guys, welcome back to the Tribe of Nerds. Um, Gabe and I may have done Loki uh, earlier this, this weekend, but uh, I wanted to do a surprise podcast because Will is back uh, finally to kind of do her, we're going to do a review of where the MCU stands as of now. Um, obviously, Loki has not been added because it hasn't finished yet, and we'll add Black Widow and all that stuff as it comes out. But. Um, so, Will, welcome, welcome back to the podcast. Glad to have you back. Thank you. It's fun to be back. I was looking forward to doing a recap. As soon as I got service, I was checking out the podcast as much as I could. Yeah. Seeing where things were falling. I was talking to both you, us, all of us in the chat, you know. So, I'm glad to be able to do this. Oh, for sure. Things. Yeah, and we'll see where everything and ended up that you missed. Um, I know you haven't been able to check out all of Falcon Winter Soldier, so we'll kind of just... And I haven't been able to start Loki either, but mm-hmm. those are things that I do plan on doing now that I am home for a while. Oh, for sure. Um, Alright, cool. Well, um, we will start with the villains, and we'll just go from the bottom to the top there, and then we'll probably just talk about our where our top 10 stands for the movies slash shows or projects, installments, whatever you want to call them. And uh, then just kind of talk about what stuff that was left out of the top 10 that we might move higher. So, um, all right. So, um, so from the villains, so our bottom eight right now, cause we'll go from 28 to 21. It is Justin Hammer from Iron Man 2 at 1.83 um, then Mal Kitts from Thor The Dark World at 1.87. Then we've got uh, Sonny Birch from Ant-Man and the Wasp at a 2.65. Then Tyler Hayward from WandaVision at a 2.83. Jan Rog from Captain Marvel at a 2.95. Whiplash from Iron Man 2 at a 3.23. Abomination from Incredible Hulk at a 3.5. And Aldrich Killian from Iron Man 3 at a 3.58. And that's our bottom eight at the moment. So, is there it, is that accurate to you to have that be the like bottom villains? Yeah, I mean, the thing about like I know we talked about like with this was just either like the villain didn't have didn't seem really threatening. Yeah. Or or in a way they are threatening, but like at the same time, not Justin Hammer, but like they were just <laughs> like you didn't feel an impact from. Them. So it's like, or in Abomination's case. But that's why he's a little bit higher, though. Mm-hmm. Like, they are threatening, but then you're just, like, you're just kind of there. Like, they, there's no real depth to them. Yeah. I, I think the bottom eight is pretty accurate. Yeah, I got really bored of Jan Rog and Captain Marvel on the rewatch. Like, that's what, like, I think JJ was, was like, JJ and I were, like, right there on the Captain Marvel podcast. And then, like... Like we said, I mean, some of them were just really generic. Tyler Hayward was also extremely generic in WandaVision. Like, he could have had something, but then they just made him generic at the end of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right, because especially, like, with when Agatha came in, because then you're just like, oh, okay. Yeah. Here's the real threat. Oh, for sure. Like, I'm drawing a blank. He's higher up in the list, but uh, in uh, Winter Soldier. Uh, Robert Redford, uh, Alexander right. Pierce. Right. He was not like your big time supervillain, but right. he played a very crucial role in being a chess master mm-hmm. and organizing. So like, he was able to rise up on that. But just I don't know. Once once Agatha came in, you know, you just immediately you're just like, yeah, 
she's the main she's the main baddie and then everybody else is really just a small like fish at this point yeah and then hayward tried to shoot children so (laughs) a brilliantly thing but like once like again agatha also like kidnapped the kids uh yeah okay well okay yes it's bad i know it's bad and i know it's gonna sound weird but at the same time the kids really didn't exist but it still was really weird but like it just made him more generic. It wasn't even like it was like a villainy thing. It was just like a dick move. Like, damn, dude, you're really about to shoot these kids. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. It was just so generic, like, dick move. And I was just like, okay. Well, they just turned him yeah. into... Just <laughs> like, ah, oh, fuck. Yeah. Uh, and otherwise, yeah, I just... These are the bottom for me pretty much as well. Like, I wouldn't... I, I wouldn't really change anybody up. I mean, yeah. I, I would say maybe the one I enjoy the most out of these, I mean, just as a funny villain, even though he wasn't really that great, was Sonny Birch and Ant-Man and the Wasp, just because I thought he was just a fun... I think he fit with an Ant-Man movie. Yeah, like, it was just one of those things, like, okay, like, <laughs> it fits, I guess, like, with the tone of the movie, but still, like, when you're c- comparing right. other villains, you're just like, all right, you're He really can't cool. go higher. <laughs> yeah, you can't go higher. So, all right, well, that's our bottom eight. All right, our our next 10, 20 through 11, we've got Yellow Jacket from Ant-Man at a 3.8, Carly Morgenthau uh, from Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, 3.9, um, so you'll find out more about her when you watch Zemo from Civil War and now Falcon and Winter Soldier at a 4.23, we'll kind of maybe, well, I don't want to spoil Falcon and Winter Soldier for you, but maybe I'd throw Zemo up a bit higher now, but... Okay. But uh, uh, Ronan the Accuser from Guardians at a 4.35. Then we've got Kaecilius and Dormammu from Doctor Strange at a 4.43. Then we've got uh, Ironmonger Obadiah Stane at a 4.5 from Iron Man. Then we've got Agatha Harkness at a 4.67. I actually was the highest on her because this was when Josh and Gabe and I were recapping WandaVision and they put her a little lower. Mm-hmm. Um and then Loki from Thor and Avengers at a 4.72, Ghost from Ant-Man and the Wasp at 4.74, and Red Skull from the first Captain Ama- first Avenger uh, 4.75. So I I think this is okay. I, I again I would have Agatha a little higher. Um, I don't know if she's quite top ten, but would you probably put her then at like the Red Skull? Yeah, I'd probably put her at the Red Skull probably. Um, that honorable mention kind of deal because that's where it seems like 11 would be at like yeah i think agatha's worth an honorable mention to be honest like nothing against red skull maybe red skull would be like number 12 would be like the next one but like i just think agatha was good it's just like because wandavision was kind of like i guess a smaller scale like tv show like i don't know it she just fit Catherine hahn's performance was just so good that it's like oh, yeah like i agree and if anything i would argue though like being in a TV show, she would have the advantage because you could build up more. Mm. Whereas, you know, but just the performance and, like, just the impact of Red Skull and just what you got out of him was so strong. Yeah. Personally, I mean, how I feel about this whole section is it's a lot of them, this is, like, the area where it's, they're interesting villains, but it's either we didn't get enough of them. Right. Or I think they were more misused. Yeah. And like, but like higher up, like Red Skull. I'll even like consider Agatha. I wouldn't say misused in that regard, but like, I don't know. Maybe like you just didn't get enough of it as much as you would want it. Yeah. But like, I personally, I remember I talked about this during the Guardians of the Galaxy podcast. I personally would put Ronan higher up 
mm-hmm. not top ten, and I wouldn't put him over Red Skull. He's got potential to where he he in my personal opinion he had potential, and there were some scenes where I ranked him higher than Agatha. I do remember that, yeah. Because it's like you when I rewatch Guardians and um, the scene, just like the whole thing, because they they established the power stones. Like if you're holding it, like it messes you up. Mm-hmm. And like only reason why Quill was able to do it celestial powers. Celestial power and the power of friendship, but let's be honest, Quill was taking out a majority of that. Yeah. He was, like, carrying most of that weight. But, like, Ronan straight up was holding that for a few seconds and then slammed it into his hammer and still was wielding that energy. Like, And stood up to Thanos. Like, right. Like, Ronan's, like, no joke. Yeah. Like, and, like, think about it. Like, they couldn't beat him. In a normal scenario. Right. It took the power of the stone to beat him. Yeah. But, like, in a fight, he fucked up... Well, at least he fucked up Drax. Yeah. <laughs> like, they weren't beating him in the fight. So it's like, you had all this thing, and, like, yes, he fell flat. I thought that the actor did a great job. Lee like, Pace, yeah. Yeah, you know, like, I thought he was doing... Lee Pace was, like, I thought he was doing pretty good. I <laughs> I loved him as Ronan. I just think he was just misused. I think they didn't give him the respect, or at least they didn't. They didn't keep his villain high like threat status. They kind of played it down towards the end because that was my big thing with Guardians. I think the end was just very sloppy. Like maybe like the last quarter of the movie was just very sloppy. I get what you're saying with that. Yeah, I think maybe I enjoy like the rest of the movie leading up to the ending more. I feel like, and that's probably why I enjoy the first Guardians a lot because they did a great job of building the team up, but. Mm-hmm. I, I see where you guys are coming from, why it didn't rank as high for you guys. Um, yeah, I, um, and again, yeah, I don't want to spoil too much for you for Falcon and Winter Soldier, but Zemo coming back, Zemo's great when he comes back in that. Um, well, I like Zemo in Civil War, because, like, like, in a way, he did win. Yeah. But, like, at the same time, though, it was, like, one of those things where it's, like, a villain wasn't needed in that movie. Right. No, I agree with that. Like I this do. was just their way of saying, like, oh, it has to be something because we don't want it to be, like, actual internal, like, conflict because then Infinity War was coming around the corner. You needed to find something where they had to get over it real quick, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, and I did want to say w- back on Ronan as well, when JJ and I did talk about him more in Captain Marvel, of course, and we said that he was misused there as well because they didn't do anything to give him more development. In that movie. He was more of a cameo in that. Yeah. Oh, for like, sure. Just to keep the lore, like, connected, if anything. Yeah. I could have gone without him. Personally, because I was a Ronan fan, and when I saw it, I was like, ah, good to see him again, especially in his early time. Yeah. But, like, I get what you're saying. Like, maybe a missed opportunity, but at the same time, it wasn't really about Ronan, so it's like... Right, right. That's true. But, personally, like, looking at Loki, because that was... That, Loki, that was for Thor, wasn't it? Or was Thor it and Avengers. Avengers. We did we so I combined both of the Thor and Avengers scores because they were separate before, just like how Thanos is right now. Yeah. We just I decided to combine Loki's together. I just thought it because it it's at least one fluid character arc. Thanos's is a bit different, where it's like they're two different versions of him. Okay. Okay. So, I was wondering why I was only seeing Loki one. So. Yeah, so that's the only reason I combined Loki, but and Loki gets 
way more development, like Dark World onwards, and obviously now is in his own show. But, yeah, but then like even then, he's not a villain at that point, you know right? What I mean? So it's like honestly, like looking back on it, like I, I wouldn't drop him into the low like low tier of the villain rankings. Right. He's a charismatic villain. He, like, and he was threatening at times. Like, you, you had to pay respect to it. But still, just at the same time, though, especially in, like, Thor, like, you, <laughs> there's just something about, like, maybe it's just Tom, the way yeah. he, per, like, plays it. But, like, I don't feel, like, 100% hatred towards Loki. Even when he's, like, being, like, a weasel and shit like that. There, it's, like, <laughs> when you see, like, his origin and, like, the way that it's was, you're, like, I get it, like... Yeah, okay, he wants the crown, but at the same time, like, deep down, he just wants, like, the same cred that Thor has, you know? Mm-hmm. And when it's all said and done, so it's just like, okay, I get it, bud. You you really had it rough, so. Yeah. It's hard for me to have him higher up on the villains list looking at all, but, you know, the list is, like, how we all felt it, you know, like, when yeah. I thoughts together on that. And for those two movies in particular, before he went, underwent all the development, I think 13 is pretty fair for him. So. Yeah. You know what? I, I, I'm not, like, upset about it, but I'm just saying, like, if, like, yeah. egging it down, you know, that's, like, also with, like, if, the what-ifs of, if, you know, they actually used Ronan properly. Yeah. And I, I, um, and then... Or even, like, uh, Kalidus, I'm not, I'm slotting that name. Kaecilius. Kaecilius, Kalidus. He's another one, but it was just, like... I liked it for what he was. Yeah. I can't rank him higher because he didn't get much. He was at the end of the day was just the puppet, you know, right. for Dormammu in a sense. So it's like it's not fair to jump the gun, but I really was entertained by him. Yeah. More so than Loki, like than I was honestly with Loki as a villain. But like at the same time, though Loki had personality, and we also it was well established that yes, Loki was being used. To regard, but at the same time, Loki has already established he is all about. He was looking for domination on right. his own, but he was just being used because it was more so of he was misguided in a way. Like mm-hmm. he thought that he was really in control or he was be given that part, but he was just a puppet at the end of the day. But he still wanted some of that domination. Yeah, but like, and then like we can't. Oh my god, help me out with the name again. Caecilius. Caecilius. I want to say Kalidus. <laughs> Silius, he was just, a, he just knew he was like a straight up like servant to Dormammu. Like right. Everything he was doing was for Dormammu. Mm-hmm. And that was his deal. He was just like, I know what, I know what I am. This is all for him. And that's why he just can't go any higher because right. he wasn't the main villain or like he wasn't, he was still just the puppet and the pawn at the end of the day. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, Yellow Jacket being at 20, he's like right with like Aldrich Killian and stuff in like the bottom, like forgettable villain category or, or like lesser villain category. So, right, yeah. Um, all right. And then, and I like Ghost as well in Ant Man and the Wasp. I thought she was cool. I remember JJ and I were just kind of like, we wish th- certain things would have been done more with Ghost, but she's still alive. So we might see her more in the future of the MCU. Right, yeah. So, um, and I, is, is that all we have for 20 through 11? Yep. All right. Um, so our top 10, uh, Alexander Pierce, Robert Redford from Winter Soldier. Um, then we've got Ego from Guardians 2, uh, at, at a five, oh, uh, Alexander Pierce is 5.15, 5. 
uh, ego is 5.18. Then we've got U.S. agent John Walker, played by Kurt Russell's son, Wyatt Russell, uh, at a 5.29. He's above his dad um, from Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, Then we've got Ultron uh, at a 5.3. Then we've got Mysterio from Spider-Man Far From Home at a 5.58. Then we've got Vulture from Homecoming at a 5.63. So both Spider-Man villains are right next to each other. Um, Then we've got Endgame Thanos at a 5.74. Killmonger from Black Panther at a 5.75. Hela, 5.97. And Thanos in Infinity War at a perfect 6. So. That is a top ten for sure. Like, yeah. Honestly, I'm looking at maybe it's just because I, I I haven't gotten that far into Captain America: Winter Soldier. Part mm-hmm. of would put Kurt Russell as ego a little bit higher, mm-hmm. just for the mere fact of just out of respect of personally, I think he carried Guardians too. And that's a fair. That's fair. Um. That's very fair. I just think it's funny to have both the Russells right next to each other. <laughs> Father oh, <yeah>. and son. <laughs> um, it's fucking crazy. Yeah, once you finish Falcon Winter Soldier, John Walker's a really interesting character. And I think Gabe and Josh and I, when we recapped that series, I mean, we we thought John Walker was one of the best parts. Aside from, like, the stories of Sam and Bucky in that show, of course. Um, and he just was a really compelling villain, to be honest. So... Um, but yeah, I mean, I really do agree with this top 10. Um, I mean, I don't really have any complaints, really. All the heavy hitters are here. Everybody that got like the best development, in my opinion, and most understandable motives. So it's crazy. It's funny. Cause like we got, I knew that. So like I knew Thanos from Infinity War was going to be a perfect six or six, or at least out of our group. Yeah. And then I just knew he was going to be number one. Mm-hmm. But, like, at the same time, I wouldn't have been upset if Hella remained as number one. because it was, I don't know. I She's really right there. Grew, I really grew to like Hella. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I loved her when watching her the first time. But then, like, the more I watched Ragnarok, I was just like, damn, Hella, a bad queen. She's great. And just, like... And then I get, I, I was going to, if I was around for like when we were doing Endgame, yeah, I was going to argue that Endgame Thanos, I, honestly, nah, he'd be, he'd be on the, I think he would actually, I would honestly, and you're actually going to be happy, I would probably put him at five and Vulture mm-hmm. would be at four mm-hmm. in my personal thing. Just for the mere fact that in Endgame to me, Thanos really wasn't, like, the main... Like, okay, so he was the villain of it all that they ended up fighting, but if you think about it, the majority of the movie, they weren't... He wasn't, like, the main antagonist. The antagonist the whole time was the mistake. The right. Scene, like, the effects of it. Because it was... We spent most of that movie, them just going back in time, gathering. They were fighting Thanos until the very end. And then, obviously, yeah, at the very end, Thanos came in because it's, like, it's almost like that redemption. You need that closure again. But like, which thank God, because you know, a lot of great scenes in that. That was a lot of great moments in that ending. Oh yeah. But I could, I, I couldn't, I don't think he would be out of the top five because even in that short moment, Thanos was just 
He was out for blood. Yeah, like he was amazing. But Endgame, I mean, Infinity War Thanos. The yeah. amount of hype that came up and the payoff that we got with him. Exactly. And the fact that Endgame, you could, or not, keep Infinity War, practically was just through Thanos' perspective. Could right. Follow Thanos. Exactly. We were going where Thanos was going for most of the time. Yeah, they showed, they had moments where we were with the Avengers because you had to know where all these guys were at, but you were traveling where Thanos was. And it was really great. Yeah. And that was our reasoning as well. Like, that was, it was, Thanos' movie was Infinity War. And our thing with Endgame was definitely, we were like, Thanos was too reckless in Endgame. Like, as blood, as out for blood as he was, he lost to the Avengers because he was way more reckless and way less calculating than Infinity War. Like, also got, like I, I, I think, though, what I liked about that, though, mm-hmm. it was one of those where it still, like, played, it wasn't like it was out of the realm like oh, right. why is all of a sudden he's sloppy yeah it, it was almost believable because at the same time it's like this man witnessed himself win right right like he won like he saw that he won i do i yeah and he was sad he like even when he watched himself get beheaded he was just like <laughs> no matter i won yeah like, it was just he's like that's the price i had to pay yeah for what i needed and so then when it got to the end game, and then he was just like, at some point, you know, during the fight and all that shit, he was just like, I, I almost like he got annoyed. He's like, he's like, you just, like he said, he's like, you couldn't handle your failures. And look where he brought you, right back to me. Yeah. Like, so I get the recklessness of it all. Like, but yeah. at the same time, it's fair to peg him down for that. Right. Like, because, I mean, but then again, I don't know. It was really good. I liked it. I, I, I thought he was fine. You definitely put Vulture above him, though. Like, at least Endgame Thanos, because kind of like how with Ego, but not not that it was, like, like a bad movie, but Vulture was, like, a huge, like, reason why Homecoming was a success. Yeah. Michael Keaton fucking nailed that role. Oh, for sure. Um, and I know, I remember you were, like, when we were talking about it, you said you had nothing against Vulture. It was just kind of a matter of, like, who we thought was better, I guess. Yeah, it was, it was just one of those things where it was just like, it's not that he did a bad job. I just thought other people played a villain role better. That's right. Why, like, it was the same thing with Killmonger. Because you got, I remember you and JJ thought Killmonger should be the number one. But I was so insistent on keeping Hela, and it wasn't the, anything against Killmonger. Yeah. But, like, in terms of baddie versus baddie, I was just like, I don't know how you can ignore the fact that Hela, like, just didn't lose to the heroes. Right. Right. She lost to a circumstance. Ragnarok. Very and true. And then there's like that big question and conspiracy theory that she survived. Like, yeah. I don't think she did, but then again, it's Hela, the goddess of death. You could easily comic book that shit up. And <laughs> exactly. Have her brain come back at some point. Yeah. A hundred percent. And a villain I'm really fond of, but like I'm happy where he is. I love Mysterio. I, Jake Gyllenhaal in Far From Home just killed it as Mysterio. His illusion sequences were perfect. Um, I, I get, like, the Tony Stark criticism. Like, I totally get that he's another, like, he's made because of Iron Man's, like, influence a little bit. But I I don't well, know. He turned it and made it his own, though. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't like he was, like, a whiplash where it's like, oh, he's just doing his own version of a suit. Like Right. 
I mean, yeah, they all have suits. They're comic book characters. They're going to have suits. But it's like he put his own spin on it. Exactly. So it's like, you got to respect that. And I I like Mysterio. I, I thought he did a good job. But again, it was just a matter of I felt like if I'm putting Spider-Man villain versus Spider-Man villain, even though I'm not a big Vulture fan, I thought Vulture was a very... I think it was just because it was more personal. Right, right. Which or I don't know because Mysterio is very personal. Like he, they they both are. And yeah, but just at, at different points in Spider-Man's time and right. for different reasons. Mysterio was definitely personal because uh, hello, you know what I mean? Like shit. yeah, he ended Identity up reveals and shit. Like, exactly, he ended up outing Peter. So I mean, yeah. which honestly. On the one hand, yeah. Like, I just want to talk about this real quick. I get it for the concept of, like, Spider-Man, for what it was, was always about a secret identity. Right. But the fact that, like, this, spy- this Spider-Man was just brought up for the Avengers and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And the Avengers are known. Captain America's known. Iron Man's known. Black Widow's known. Fucking Hulk is known. Thor. You know, like, there, there's no hiding. It's like... I get it, like, Peter was trying to keep it concealed for his loved ones and shit like that, but at the same time, for me, like, that reveal, I was like, I wasn't as blown away by it because I was like, dude, you're already locked in with the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Who the fuck at this point is going to try to fuck, like, anybody who tries to fuck with your loved ones, like, you're legit, like, you could just legit call a friend. Yeah. And, like, fuck up some shit. But, like, I get there's still a danger factor, and, like, it was personal in them, but I'm just like, it didn't have the same hit if it was a reveal before he even wound up with the Avengers or had that connection, then it would be like, oh, fuck. Like, this man is, like, a young kid and his whole fucking world was exposed. Yeah, so my thinking, I was still sounded watching that. I mean, that post credit scene for one, J.K. Simmons is J. Jonah Jameson comes back for one to help. Like, that boosts the scene right freaking there. Yeah, right? And then helps out peter and then it's like okay that's a jameson thing to do to just slander spider-man um as much as he can and then i like i don't know i was shocked because like i think the whole movie also makes the point of the other avengers are out doing their own thing now because like thor's with the guardians iron man's dead captain america's pretty much dead black widow's dead uh yeah falcon and soldier they're doing their thing right I, I, I get it. Yeah, you know what? That's a fair point. I don't know. Just that was just my. That, I guess it was just because I was just still thinking. I'm just like, damn. Yeah. No, like, I like, I understand. Big squad, or like even still, you like at least got some connection. Like, you should be all right. Yeah. But, Definitely. Well, well I think. Uh, 10, yeah, I really, really like the top ten. I think we did a pretty accurate. I mean, I know it's subjective, but I think we did a good job at ranking everybody. So. Right, I feel like if we took it to somebody else, like, hey, would you agree with this? And, like, if they were, like, as much of a nerd as we were, they'd probably be, like... Yeah. I think, I think people would, like, could majority agree with our listing. Obviously, everybody's going to have their own personal, like, adjustments. But I think overall, people going to be like, all right, cool. Yeah, I mean, I think the movies and or the MCU projects they were about to talk about where they are, I think that's going to vary a bit more than the villains. <laughs> well, with Marvel, you, for the longest time, except for maybe Thanos, like, <laughs> you didn't really go for the villain, just because... Yeah. Like, let's be honest. It's not like it was DC. DC, the fucking villains are just like, you can do your own shit. But anyways, I digress. Yeah. 
For sure. All right. Well, if, are we good with the villains or anything else we wanted to say in general? Or... No, I think we're pretty good with it. Awesome. So we'll move on to ranking everything. I might just go through them and then we can just like talk about the top 10 and what we, you know, if we would move anything. So I'll just go through all of them real quick. So uh, number one, we've got Avengers Endgame, 5.94 out of six. Uh, very close there, but very close behind Black Panther at a 5.93. Um, then we've got Infinity War at a 5.86, Captain America Winter Soldier at a 5.66, then uh, Spider-Man Far From Home at a 5.55, then Avengers at a 5.53, very close rankings there, WandaVision at number 7 at a 5.5, Thor Ragnarok at a 5.4, Captain America Civil War at a 5.38, then Falcon Winter Soldier 5.37, Captain America First Avenger at 5.23, all... Three of the Captain Americas are, like, right next to each other, which is funny. Um, Age of Ultron, 5.07. Iron Man at a 4.87. Doctor Strange at a 4.85. Spider-Man Homecoming at a 4.7. Followed by Guardians of the Galaxy, 4.69. Ant-Man and the Wasp, 4.68. Guardians 2, 4.5. Iron Man 3, 4.08. Ant-Man, 3.97. Then our bottom five is Thor, 3.83. Captain Marvel, 3.7. Incredible Hulk, 3.6. Iron Man 2, 3.17. And Thor the Dark World in last place at a 2.97. So, um, so out of the top ten, um, so I personally, I mean, so I, I know that I'm... Like, I just love both the Guardians movies, but I get why they're not in there. I get it. Like, I don't know what I would remove. I mean, maybe I'd just remove the shows, but I still really enjoyed the shows, so I'm happy that they're in the top, both in the top ten. Right. So... I think that would be probably maybe to be the most fair yeah. to remove, but still, like, I don't know. Yeah. It's hard for me, like, to do that. I haven't even seen Falcon or Winter Soldier, you know, but still, like, I don't know. Yeah, well, the fact that all the Captain Americas are, like, right around each other, and then, like, Winter Soldier's obviously a step a little bit above them, of course, but... Oh, yeah, well, fucking Captain America series, man, like, just his storyline alone is so solid. Yeah. And it progressively got better, arguably, but I think Winter Soldier was the best one. Personally, Winter Soldier is, like, my favorite movie. You did say know? that when we yeah, talked like, about it's it. it's personally my favorite. Yeah, I think it's not in the, it's not in the top ten, but it's something that caught my attention, and I'm genuinely surprised. And I would want it a little bit. I actually, it would really adjust a lot of the list on the bottom half here. Yeah, I don't get how Captain Marvel is that low. Ooh, I Ooh. can't. I like looking at the other movies. Like I, it's I thought it was better than Guardians two. I thought it was better than Guardians 2. I didn't think Captain Marvel was a terrible movie. So... I thought it was just, like, like so... I, I wasn't around for this, but it's like... So, I get where a lot of... It's so weird, because I feel like more people just jump on the hate bandwagon. I agree with that. Because of how really... It was forced at times. It was. About, like, the whole, like, girl power shit in it. Very forced in some... and some scenes where it was like really bad but like at the same time though i feel like just so many people for some reason just hate or jump on this there's this hate bandwagon of any movie that's trying to like do do a female thing yeah 
something like that or where they're taking pride in it shit like that yeah you know what i mean and it's just like i don't get it i'm not saying it was a it was a great movie no i get i get what you're it saying was a, it was a solid just quick origin movie that they just they threw in to give you a recap, to let, let you know who this character is, or right. who this universe Captain Marvel is. Right. Um, so, I think it's better than the first Thor. Mm, I think mm. it's better than Ant-Man. Definitely better than Iron Man 3. Definitely mm. better than Guardians 2. Definitely better than Ant-Man and Wasp. I mean, it's like... It's not better than... Uh, it's not better than Guardians of the Galaxy. It's not better than the first one. Mm-hmm. It's not better than Spider-Man Homecoming. Even though as much as I really don't like... <laughs> that I really don't like this MCU Spider-Man and how much issues I had with uh, Homecoming. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think it's better than that. Mm-hmm. I think, if anything, it's around that ballpark. For me. I see where you're coming from. So with JJ and I, so what happened was, so we did uh, Captain Marvel on the same night as Ant-Man and the Wasp. We did it second, just because of release order. And right. so... Basically, what happened was, I think we said some really good things about it. I think the scroll twist is awesome. I love the scrolls in the movie, how they did them. Um, I think that's really great. Um, I think, aside from the eye situation, I think Sam Jackson as Nick Fury is really, really good. Um, right. And this and the de-aging is really, really awesome. It's just that eye situation that... It, I understand why it gets flack, and I don't necessarily agree with it. Um, him getting his eye scratched out and you oh, know. Yeah, that was definitely a dumb little thing because it took all the power from that great scene in Winter Soldier, right? And it's just like, damn, trust. It wasn't Winter. No, it wasn't Winter Soldier. Yeah, Winter Soldier was the one where he's like, last time I trusted somebody, I lost an yeah, eye. Yeah, oh yeah. It was just like, it's like it took all the power from that, but still, I still enjoy that scene when I watch Winter Soldier. Well, yeah, because I pretend that that didn't happen in Captain Marvel. Yeah, I just forget that it happened in Captain. Marvel. So I think what JJ and I were thinking was like that little part and then there was just like, I don't know, it's just like, it's a solid origin movie, I guess just like when we were, I'd say we could probably put it above Thor, Ant-Man, Iron Man 3 maybe, we could probably put it above those three. I would put Guardians 2 higher, but that's just my bias. Um, But, yeah. I I just, I don't, I don't. It's almost like it's just this weird thing. It's like I've been, I have, I've gone at, I've criticized Captain Marvel as a character. Yes. Because I think it's she's not done well. Right. I, I agree with that. WandaVision, oh, what's her name? The little girl that's grown up. She's Monica like, Rambo. Monica's like, great. Monica's great. Right. Like, and it's just like she got development in a show. I think yes. Captain Marvel, they like just because it was just so shoehorned, and then she did absolutely fucking nothing in any. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah, she came in and destroyed Thanos' ship. Thor literally was like, if he wasn't dealing with Thanos like firsthand, Thor had all the capability because in Infinity War, what did Thor do? Destroyed the ships. Yes. What pull of them, if I remember correctly? When he showed Several up of them, Wakanda, yeah. He's just like, okay, I'm going to be fucking swinging Stormbreaker and wrecking everybody's ass. Yeah, so I think the thing was, it was also like, yeah, I don't think the writers and directors of Captain Marvel knew what they were doing with the character. No. So. It was just like... It it bothers me because it's like... There was times when they were making movies, they were like trying... They were really hiding this girl power and shit like that. It was like, cool, you can do that. But personally, do it in a way where it's like she already belongs. 
villains. Yes. Like, this is a norm. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to try that hard in the superhero world, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You don't. Fuck, we've had, like, we've seen fucking uh, Pepper. Even as in, like, yes, Iron Man 3 happened. We know that shit. But, like, even beforehand, Pepper was a baddie because of just her mind, the way she was working. Black Widow was kicking ass. Like, yeah. you see the, these other people just doing their shit. Like, you don't have to convince, like, comic book fans, like, like that hard of, this is a bad, bad bitch. Like, yeah, uh, a female could be a main character. She has a whole comic storyline of her own. We are well aware that she couldn't take the lead. Mm-hmm. But stop like hyping. Uh, yes, it's a big screen moment. I get it, but it's like you don't gotta try that hard. It, it's like you you have it on the silver platter. All you have to do is just do it well. Mm-hmm. Tell the story. Don't overhype it. Shit, Black Panther. The big progress that it was. The huge thing. Did you like fucking like? Like, at one nothing about it felt like they were overhyping anything. Right. They were just telling the story of as it was. And it was beautiful. And it was done. And it got all the craves. It got all the rewards because it was a modern take where we... It's not the first. Pay respect to Blade. Blade. Yes, Blade. Yep. Blade, pay respect. But in terms of the modern age of when comic book movies were respected and as popular as they are, it had the impact on that community for the representation. Yes. And all they did was just tell the story. They did it. It's true. Captain Marvel, like the soundtrack even at one point, like during the fight when she like started going like Super Saiyan almost. <laughs> like what was it? It was a fucking, wasn't it like a Britney Spears song or something? Yeah, it was like, 90s music, but yeah. But it was like the fucking, I, I, I want to say girls want to have fun, but that ain't it. That's <laughs> definitely not it. But you get the like the yeah. back of it. Like they were like overhyping it in a weird way to where it was making it like ruin. It's like, you don't need to play a whole theme song for this. Just right. Like a good song that, like, just play a catchy tune, like a rocking tune, just have it kick ass. We already can believe it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But I think it should be higher. And that's my thought on just that bottom list. I didn't even touch, like, top 10. Like, the top 10, it's like, uh, I'm looking at it. I personally would actually swap Infinity War and Endgame. Ooh. I personally, I'm surprised Endgame's actually that high. Not that high, but I'm surprised Endgame ended up as cool. Yeah, so Josh, Gabe, JJ, and I all did both Infinity War and Endgame, so it's not like we, you know, it, we all did both of them. And I remember, I remember Gabe and I at least both gave sixes to them. Josh gave like a six to Endgame and like a 5.8 to Infinity War. And I thought Josh was going to go a six for Infinity War because he said it's his favorite movie. But I was shocked when he didn't. And then JJ gave Infinity War like a 5.6 or something. I'd I'd have to check my notebook again for that. But, and then I, and then he gave Endgame like a 5.7. So... I, just, I personally thought Infinity War is better than Endgame. I loved Endgame, but a lot of... The thing is, like, what separates is, like... Endgame, to me, it was a very... Time travel is a very just... Yeah. Anytime you bring time travel in there, you're always dealing with a giant... Like, there is... You are going to walk into a plot hole at some point. Time mm-hmm. travel is just that damn tricky. Agreed. It's just that of a... I also think it's also, in some ways, a quick easy get out of jail free card in some regards for like if you like it's like oh we kind of messed up here well we're already time traveling so who i get it possibilities now but yeah i don't know i think 
to me, and Endgame to me, I loved it, but that was just because I was a fan mm-hmm. of the whole universe. Right. And it felt like there was, especially like the final end fight, let's be honest. So hype. It was fan service. Like, so much <laughs> hype. Just call it what it is. Let's call it Spade to Spade. That last fight was fan service. 100%. They deserved it, though, after all the buildup. <laughs> well, we did. And like, that's why we loved it. But let's mm-hmm. be honest, also, there were, like even if we were to break down like that whole thing, like and just how it all going, let's be honest. Prof- I will still not forgive him for this. Professor Hulk made no sense. That was a jump too soon, not really explained, because we went from Hulk mm-hmm. not wanting to be out to just all of a sudden they're cool now. I agree with it being too quick. Yes. It was very too quick. Like there was a cut of, like I seen like on uh, Facebook or something, there was like a deleted scene yep. from uh, Infinity War where Hulk and Bruce are having, like, a conversation in the Hulk bus. God, that would have been so nice to have. And, like, it was just, like, Hulk just wants to live, and Bruce is just like, yeah, so it is. And then, apparently, I guess, there was, like, a CGI effect where Hulk came back out. Yeah. And they, they were, like, one. They were, like, the early version of Professor Hulk. Mm-hmm. In, the, in Infinity War. That would make Professor Hulk make so much more sense in Endgame. Yeah. And then, also, it would at least give him, like, Hulk fans like myself, some satisfaction of, cool, we got to see Hulk, you know, come back out, and it didn't make him look like a fucking bitch, you know, getting his ass beat, and then, you know, not wanting to fight Thanos again. I agree with that. But back to Endgame, like, Hulk was just, other than just the whole Gamma Snap thing, doing the snap again, like, he didn't have much, but they gave him a fan service moment when he's holding up the fucking, like, rubble, Mm -hmm. like, it's his fucking, a callback to when Hulk was holding up mountain but mm-hmm. even then it was just like at that point it's just like no that fan service it, it ain't doing much you already dug yourself a hole with the character yeah well the good news is we are getting more mark ruffalo hulk in the she hulk series i'm i hope they undo professor hulk i really you can easily it's an easy thing mm-hmm. to do honestly personally i'm at a point where it's like i don't care how they fucking reason it mm-hmm. i just don't want it anymore I don't want it. Mm-hmm. It came too soon and it made no sense. And I didn't like how he just was a comic relief. Shouldn't have been comedic relief. Yeah. Like, he should. No, I don't want that. Yeah, he shouldn't have been dabbing. I can agree with that. <laughs> you can give him awkward moments, but at the same time, it's just like, it was the same thing what they did with fucking Thor. They start, turned Thor into the comic relief. At least. fucking like end when they were giving them a fight. because And then they even, they nerfed the fuck out of it. At least with... Because there's so a lot of practice. Think about it. Infinity War 4... Yeah. ...was wrecking Thanos' shit. I can agree with that. From Gauntlet. Like, he fucking chucked Stormbreaker in the beam of the whole fucking Infinity Gauntlet. Stormbreaker cut through that shit like butter and fucking gashed Thanos. Only reason why they he didn't win was because... He gloated. Yeah, wasted and didn't go for the head. Mm-hmm. He was outside, but like that was the reality because it showed how tough Thanos was. Mm-hmm. You went from that to just Thor. It was a good fight. Thanos is like no joke. Don't get me wrong, but like at the same time, you're watching Thor fight and you're just like, damn, you. They really fucking made him like hold back on shit with him getting fat and all that. Yeah, I still like the moment though when when he says when he makes like, the thunderclouds, and then he, he changes into, like, the Viking armor, and he has braided oh, yeah. beard. There's like, that is cool. Moments. 
it was beautiful. I yes, that too. Hate how they just made him fucking go through the same goddamn character development train all over again. Yeah. Well, have oh, you Lord. have you seen the photos for Lord Love and Thunder where he looks jacked I, again? I have, and I'm hoping they just fucking let him get back to a. I want to. I want to be slower here. Yeah. I, I I'm a little upset they didn't. Let him keep the king role. They didn't like get him back on track, and I wanted to see a king four. Mm-hmm. I, I said it before, and I'll say it again: the four we should have had throughout of Endgame mm-hmm. should have been how he started in the beginning, where he was pissed off. He was just not in the. He was just dead set on just fucking killing this dude, and then after he killed him, he should have just kept this like fucking pissed off like motive of just stay just pissed, like just I I don't feel satisfied. I totally got that. Like yeah. he, he still, you know, made him fat. Okay, they got a ha ha jokes, but then they kept it going for too long, and it just yeah, that was bad. It, it's just there was things about Endgame that I thought it was just like for as great development, great endings, and uh, circles we were coming through on some character arcs, some character storylines. Others were just getting unraveled in a mess, and it was just like. Damn, like, you're keeping these guys alive, but you're fucking up their character development. Or you're putting them in through a whole nother, like, cycle that they gotten past in their previous movies. Yeah. Where you've seen the beginning of Love, Love, and Thunder, Thor's gonna be going on some emotional journey once again to remind himself for the 500th time that he is still worthy. We'll see. I don't know. And, and I don't know. That's just it. I, I personally would switch to, yeah, it just... I think Infinity War was just... All the hype led up to a great moment. It was nice to get to see that the villain won at the end. Such mm-hmm. a tragic ending with Snap and everything happening. Even though we knew certain characters were coming back because of the movies coming up. But still, it was still crazy to see. And then, uh, I I would switch the two. Black Panther's time where it's at. Yeah. Black Panther deserves to be number two. Mm-hmm. Um, and what else did we have? Uh, Winter Soldiers and Fort, cause so yeah, my Winter Soldier, yeah, Winter Soldier, fucking great movie. Spider Man Far From Home. I love Far From Home. And JJ and I, I put it. I can see it in the top ten. I, <laughs> I definitely, yeah, I'm hundred percent. Uh, I think five, if anything, is a pretty fair spot because I'm looking at the rest of it. Honestly, the only thing that I would ever consider <laughs> putting at that five spot amongst everything in the top ten. Avengers? No, not even Avengers. Ooh. WandaVision. Oh. I, I would say WandaVision just for the mere fact I felt WandaVision, one, ended the stipulation that Marvel could never do a TV show. Yeah. Oh, 100%. To be honest, I know JJ loves Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., but Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. is also just like a fucking, like, hold on a second. So, anyways. Yeah, WandaVision, it ended the stipulation that... Uh, Marvel couldn't do a TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, Agent Shields kind of, I don't know, to me it was a hit or miss, personally. But WandaVision was just an overall, like, majority of the people will agree, fucking rocks. Oh, yeah. So, I would put, I would I would only consider WandaVision in, in that five spot if I were to replace Far From Home. Yeah, I can see that. that. Like, But, like, it would just push everything else back. Because mm-hmm. I wanted, I wanted to put, like, I want to, like, just swap the two places. Because mm-hmm. Far From Home, you know, deserves to be over other movies in that top ten. 
Yeah, I I can totally see that. And that's Josh, Gabe, and I when we did WandaVision. Like, we were enjoying just speculating from week to week and just being like, what the hell is going to happen? Then Evan Peters shows up, and then we're just like, what the heck? And then... He's here. Yeah, well, and I mean, then they did the Ralph Boner thing, but, you know, um, which is, is fine. I don't necessarily completely agree with it, but I just... I don't know. They could do something now that they're like showing more of the multiverse um, or getting ready to. Um, I don't want to spoil Loki that much for you either, but uh, yeah, now that they're getting ready to, because we know Doctor Strange Two is coming up, coming up with the multiverse of madness. Like we we could get some more, some a little more explanation. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe the Ralph Boner thing is a cover up. Who knows? Damn. Yeah, maybe. So I don't know. They, I think WandaVision just wasn't ready to, like, go super deep into that because it's telling Wanda's story, which is perfectly fine. I get yeah, it. but it did a good job at, like, continuing the lore. And, and then the time that it came out, you know, during, like, the COVID, where we weren't sure, like, when movies were going to be coming back, it was a good way to keep the universe going. Oh, for sure. Because it definitely set, it sets up not even just Wanda's story, but Doctor Strange, too. Yep. Got yep. To, like, respect that shit. Well, in the last credit scene of Doc of uh, WandaVision, where she's reading the Darkhold, and there's the Doctor Strange music in the background, just like ominous. So it's really setting that yeah, up. Yeah, because then you, then it, uh, I'm I, I'm so excited because I'm really curious on how they're gonna go about this. Yeah. Well, and apparently. And like, I don't know. Like, you know, can we just like while we're on this and kind of going back to Captain Marvel at this point, we just got Wanda, Scarlet Witch. She was awesome. There's a baddie in the female lead role. Elizabeth Olsen did fantastic. 100%. Where's that? The praise for her. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we gave it to, you know, Captain Marvel. That didn't really go well, but... If anything, Scarlet Witch now can should be, like, that main thing now at this point. I liked Wanda even before... Because she picked up where Captain Marvel couldn't. Yeah. Wanda won over the... The whole fandom, in a way. Yeah, and I, I liked, I loved Wanda even before WandaVision came out. Like, I oh, really... Yeah, but still, like, like, even now, like, put her in the lead role. Oh, yeah. She was fantastic, and Paul and, like, Bettany did a good job. She was a support character beforehand. Same with Sam and, Wilson. And turned into a lead role, and it worked real well. Yeah. Captain Marvel put her right in the fucking lead role, and, like, you're just sitting there, you're just like, damn, everything about this is for us, and I really don't... Not a big fan about this character. There's people who love her. Hey, and nothing wrong with it. If yeah. you like it, you like it. But it's like, me personally, I'm just like, I'm also used to people earning their dues. Like, as much as, like, think about the uh, uh, Endgame. Beginning when, like, fucking uh, Rhodey was just like, hey. Where the hell have you been? <laughs> where the hell have you been? We've all, we all are about this superhero life. And it's like, he's right in, like, more than one sense of, Everybody there paid their fucking dues in some sort. Even fucking Black Widow, who hasn't had her main thing yet. Right, like, and it's after her death. The, in Age of Ultron, when they were going in there about her past, and like just when they were diving in there, you're like, okay, <laughs> Black Widow, you've done shit. You've earned your shit for once. We've seen you kick ass more times than not. And also, too, it's like, all right, we got some history behind you. We see that there's like more to you, <laughs> like trauma and shit like that. With Captain Marvel, like she was literally thrown in there. She was in this, like, fucking program. She got her powers. And then, boom, at the top. 
as much as we as as very awkward as the story of Thor was, Thor had to earn his power. No. Like Thor had to like work back up to it. She was just like poof, here I am. The only really obstacle that's in my way is the fact that I really don't know who the fuck I'm fighting right now. Right. Right. Let's be honest, that was her fucking conflict. There was like no like internal battle going on with her of who am I? What am I really about? Because even like in that funny moment where she, he's like, "Fight me without your powers," and she's like, "No." Yeah, she blasts that. him. She's like, "No, why?" I loved it. It was funnier than shit because it's like I would be doing the same thing because it's like it's dumb. Yeah. For one, but at the same time, it's like even then in those moments, she's like, she never felt cursed or the burden power. Like, where is her like, you know, rise right. up to like these powers? But that, they had, they didn't know what to do with her, and I think. I'm done burying the character. Yeah, well, I I also wanted to say Endgame, the Russo brothers also confirmed that they didn't know what to do with her either because the writers of Captain Marvel hadn't even started writing the movie when they filmed her scenes for Endgame. So that's why she only got five minutes in Endgame because they had no idea what to do. Oh my god, that makes me so mad now. Like, and it's not even the Russo brothers' fault. Like, (laughs) I don't... No, it's not, but it's just like, like, oh my god, man. Captain Marvel was just set up in... if anybody else, anybody else, else, on a TV show, I will. People will disagree, but Captain Marvel deserves a Disney Plus show just because only a TV show we fix this shit. Yeah. We give her time to develop episode by episode and give her some kind of like hero's journey to where the fandom could be like, okay, now we respect the power that you have. Till then, nobody fucking does. So, so they are coming out with the Miss Marvel show this year with uh, Kamala Khan, and she's a fan of Carol Danvers, and we're getting the sequel with Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel, and Monica Rambeau. Mm-hmm. So we are, uh, they yeah, they changed the title to the Marvels. So, yeah, um, yeah. and I, I think we as, as soon as we finish talking about where our rankings stand, we can like talk about what we're excited for coming up. I think would. Be I nice. mean, I'm pretty good on like rankings other than that like that was just the only thing i really want to get into yeah i yeah place. other i would put the guardians maybe a bit higher uh, more so the more so the first one i would put the first one a bit higher um but that's really um i'd probably put it i'd probably put dr strange below the first guardians so but um but otherwise i i, I like where our rankings are at um all right so let's talk about what did you see the um I don't know if you saw the thing that Marvel Studios released like a month ago that was like the Marvel Studios celebrates the movies where they were like doing the tribute. They had like Stan Lee's voice playing in the background. Oh, no, I I'll send you it. the link. I'll have to look it up some point, but no, I missed it. I'll send you the link after the podcast. Well, I could like just YouTube it up. Okay. Um, so, yes, yeah, so they had Stan Lee's voice playing in the background and they did like the audience reactions to Endgame opening night. Oh. And then, um, and then they started showing clips from the movies coming up and like title reveals. So they did a Black Widow clip reveal. They did a Shang Chi clip reveal. They did Eternals. Um, oh, Eternals. Yeah. Um, so and then they did title. So I guess let's talk about the couple movies coming up that I just said. So like Black Widow is coming out in three weeks. Um. Yeah. Another female-led movie. I think that's pretty well established at this point. I mean, I think it's just one of those, like, a lot of us are excited for it just because it's just, all right, it's about time for more than one reason. You know, about time, all right, cool, we're getting Black Widow, a movie, and it's about time because it's like, it got delayed for reasons. It was like, we're just looking forward to getting that out now. 
yeah. experience it. Yeah, and I know, it, like, Natasha's dead in Endgame, but um, the thing, like, they're setting up Florence Pugh's character, Yelena, her sister, um, or Elena, uh, for later in the MCU, and we're getting Taskmaster in the MCU. Um, yeah, I'm personally, that's the only really re- real reason why I'm excited for it. Yeah. Because I know, unless shenanigans happens, I'm not getting more of Black Widow. Right, right. That's the thing I'm worried about the most is just how I'm gonna be feeling about during the movie because it's gonna hard it's gonna be very hard for me now and everybody they're gonna, they're gonna probably have a moment in the movie where it's like oh the situation looks dire but then you're just sitting there you're just like I know she lives right we know where she, she dies she died elsewhere like so that's the only real downside that this movie's really walking into already right. that's just the disadvantage of any prequel. Exactly. Especially um, when you know the fate of what the character happens. Like, you're not going to die here. You're dying there. Yeah. And I'm, but at least it opens up for Taskmaster, which could lead to other things where maybe they bring him back over and maybe he becomes a Spider-Man. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of the game. Yeah, that would be hype. Um, and I and with her sister, I mean, we'll see what happens with her. Um, and we're also getting, um, I believe, Thunderbolt Ross is coming back. William Hurt is coming back for Black Widow. Um, in some sort of, like, cameo, so it could be setting up the Thunderbolts. Um, who knows? Um, and, uh, we're getting David Harbour in the MCU playing Red Guardian, I believe, or, uh, I don't know specifically what Red Guardian is, but he looks sort of like a Russian Captain America, sort of. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, it's David Harbour, though, and I love Stranger, him in Stranger Things, so... Yeah, I'm, I'm not digging too deep into that right now. I'm just gonna let the movie surprise me on that, but... Yeah. Who knows what they're gonna do at this point. Yeah. Alright, and then Shang-Chi is coming out in September. Um, first all-Asian uh, MCU movie, which is gonna be awesome. The trailers looked pretty good. Um, I, I think it's gonna be great to get another, another like, cultural type of movie, like, the, you know, the Asian... Uh, sort of movie like Black Panther oh, yeah, was got, for the black community. Because then it opens the door, not even just like turns a positive, but just for the actors themselves and just that exposure. What better mm. way to get exposure than in a popular MCU like universe? Like, yeah. This is a great place to get a footing in. And a martial okay, arts. For actors from other movies like to get a redemption. Mm-hmm. Chris Evans as a prime example. Right, exactly. Yeah. So I, I think that would be cool. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Martial arts is going to be cool to see. Just because, literally, we're we're so much closer. We're just so much closer. We're already establishing the very old beings that exist outside in space. Yeah, so... We just can't figure out some shit with Sony, and, you know, however the fuck they want to do shit. Yeah, we'll talk about that shortly. Uh, Eternals coming up as well. We've got Angelina Jolie, uh, Kumail Nanjiani, um, uh, Selma Hayek... Uh, it, there's a bunch of good actors coming for Eternals, so. It's this one. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're beating around the bush. We're nearly there. All we just gotta do is get, find a way to get Silver Surfer and Galactus. Yeah. We're getting so close. We're like beating around it all. Cosmic beams, man. They're here. They're <laughs> there. But it's just like, it's just like one of those things like, yeah, cool. You're right. Awesome. Do them well. Eternals are legit. You can do the thing. Galactus, he's he, he's also relevant. It's like you gotta think about it. Yeah. Um, well, is it good? They're Silver Surfer and Galactus. That means they got the Fantastic Four. Bang them. We know we're getting it in the MCU. Well, not just that, but 
could also be another the next big villain, Doctor Doom. Yes, I would love Doctor Doom. Um, Doctor Doom is legit. Yeah, I I will tease something that in one of the movies that they reveal that they confirmed as well. If you didn't hear it, but. Um, We'll get to that shortly. So then after Eternals, we've got Spider-Man No Way Home. I'm so excited, even though, like, some of the rumors are probably freaking false, but, um, and I'm not really buying into, like, oh, Toby and Andrew are coming back. I'm not, like, actually super, I'm not, like, buying into it too much. I'm more actually interested in the identity crisis from Far From Home. Right, seeing how, like, the fuck he recovers and, like, how they play that up. Yeah. I think, like... I'm excited for it just for the mere fact that like what the fuck are you gonna do because so much rumors and shit came out. Toby like, Andrew all, Charlie Cox is Daredevil. Out, the amount of rumors for this movie, it's like yeah. Or even just talk about it, it's like it's hard to believe that all of it's just false. You know what I mean? Like right. And it would not put it past them to pull Toby McGuire or or and Andrew Garfield because if you think about it, I think they're low key. Pl- playing everybody with a Spider-Verse right now. And Sony's part of it. Mm-hmm. Because we see Michael Keaton's Vulture in the trailer for Morbius. Yes, we did. <laughs> and I'm really thinking about it, like, did they make some agreement when it came to Spider-Man? And anything about Spider-Man was Sony's like, we get the villains, you can have Spider-Man, and we'll let you borrow other Spider-Mans. And just set up a Spider-Verse. Because Sony's also doing a Kraven movie now. With Aaron Taylor Johnson, who played Quicksilver in the MCU. (laughs) I'm really thinking that they are fucking, like, just playing us all as fields right now. They're just going to set up, like, a live-action Spider-Verse thing. And I would be be okay with see how they do that. Because then it would be a big thing. Because then you see two different companies pitching in, in a way... To build a universe together. Yeah. Well, and as Tom Hardy's Venom, we know we're getting Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage this year as well. Is that going to tie in eventually, too, to the MCU? Like, or... Right. Like, how, how much longer can we beat around the bush before Venom or Carnage, like, interacts with Spider-Man? Oh, God. Like, it's like, at some point, you gotta bring it in. Yeah. So, so then they also revealed um, we are getting uh, Black Panther 2, Wakanda Forever. Um, yeah. So, uh, we're gonna see what happens now that we unfortunately won't have Chadwick Boseman, um, as T'Challa. They're not recasting him. They're gonna really delve deep into, um, the rest of Wakanda and the other characters that were established, like M'Baku and Okoye and stuff, and Shuri. Um, did you hear that apparently they've supposedly cast the actor for Namor? Yeah, I heard about that. Namor's always been one that they've been trying to fucking nail for a while now. Yeah. And I know that they... I, I, I did hear about that they had somebody in mind. Yeah. And I, I just... I don't know. I'm not... Namor would be cool, but he's lower on my priorities right now because there's already a lot of shit floating around. <laughs> like, I know it's a classic yeah. Marvel to do shit like this to where they put into the world and just kind of use it as like a way to gauge the interests and like that's how they kind of prioritize what comes out when mm-hmm. and like who they focus on but i feel like at this point so many people are really intrigued with what the fuck's going on with the spider-man and all the villains they're gonna roll with this for a bit yeah oh and, and then of like, course i feel like well they're gonna have the other movies that they already established like black widow i think Eternals has been something that's been 
cooking for a while. Right. So it's like they're gonna work. They're gonna keep those going, but the Spider-Man things gain so much fucking traction. So it's yeah. just like I think they're gonna roll with that. I don't. I don't think we'll, we might hear more leaks and shit about Namor, but I don't think Namor is gonna be a thing in the past because we still gotta get fucking Morbius and fucking Craven. Right. And because like, is Namor gonna be MCU or is he gonna be by Sony? Who knows? Which is Nagin first? Yeah. Um, and we've got Doctor Strange 2 in the Multiverse of Madness. Supposedly, Benedict Cumberbatch is going to be in No Way Home as well to set up his movie also. Um, and Multiverse of Madness, we know Wanda's going to be in it. We, uh, know that they're introducing, uh, America Chavez into it as a character, um, which I don't know much about her. We know Mordo's coming back for Doctor Strange 2. So there's a bunch of stuff going crazy for Doctor Strange 2 as well. Yeah, and, and then that's opening up. That's why I'm also thinking Spider-Verse could... What is Doctor Strange 2 called? What's the title? Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. <laughs> what do you just fucking open the door to? It's hey, coming. You know how why we were trying to figure out who Spire, which one's actually Spider-Man? Tony McGuire? Andrew Garfield or fucking uh, Tom Holland. Yeah. They're all Spider-Man, just from different verse. Hell. And here's Gwen versus Spider-Girl or Spider-Woman. Mm-hmm. That would be a fucking... Now, that would be a curveball if they threw a fucking... If they threw Spider-Woman in and they, they, <laughs> they brought Gwen. That. That would catch... That would be... That would be the play. That yeah. would be the play that they should... Amongst all this like talk and smoke of everything else, use it as a smoke screen, and then just be like, "Okay, we maybe not have got you this, but guess what? Here's Gwen Spider Woman, and that I think would be very cool to see." Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Ooh. This has got no like evidence whatsoever. This is just my personal theory. Sony's not in in Venom's stuff and all this, and Morbius. It's not Spider Man. Spider Woman. Spider-Man it has a mirror because that Peter Parker and the Spider-Man's dead and ended up being Spider-Woman. Or could be that Spider-Man's dead and then we have a live-action Miles. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. I don't know. I'm getting ahead of myself. Talking out of my ass here. Well, that's just the thought. Homecoming had, had Childish Gambino in it as Uncle Aaron. So, as Aaron Davis. So, Donald Glover. Yeah, so I mean, Ooh. like, they were, they were setting up... Uh, Miles a They're little bit. Up the Spider Verse, dude. They're setting yeah. it up. Don't yeah. Let the man fool you. See through the smoke. <laughs> um. So we also we mentioned the Marvels, Captain Marvel sequel with Monica and uh, Kamala Khan uh, coming in after her show. Um. So that's gonna be interesting. I like. I really liked Monica and Wandavision. Like, I really loved what they did with her character. I did too. Um. I just, I, and we'll see what they do with uh, Miss Marvel. Um, I, again, if they, hopefully, they know what to do with Carol Danvers better in the sequel. Hopefully, Kevin Feige is like, s- saw what happened with the first one, is like, okay, we can do this better. I'm going to make sure that this one does a lot better than the first. So. Like, iron out certain character developments or shit like that. Yeah. Hey, I don't know. That's what I'm hoping. I, I'm, I hope, I hope it does well. I hope it fixes it because I want to like Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. It'd be great to have Captain Marvel. Yeah. Because you could use Captain Marvel's character to like bring in more like Nova. Mm. Well, I think a lot more people want Nova over Captain Marvel. 
Yeah. I think Nova was what everybody was hoping for, especially since in Guardians they already established the Nova Corps. Yeah. And everyone's like, bring us Nova. And then we got Captain Marvel. We're like, ah, close. But we, still we want Rich Rider. <laughs> right. Like, fuck. Yeah. You somehow I, missed the mark. And then when, like, the character was just as it was, you're just, everyone's just like, could have had Nova. You really wrecked this shit. And the Nova Corps are all supposedly destroyed by Thanos in Infinity yeah, War. So. Look who we're all supposed to fucking bow down and respect. <laughs> even though we watched fucking other villains, even at their lower power level, fucking do incredible ass shit. Fucking Captain America being worthy, throwing hands with Mjolnir. Tony yeah. Stark making the sacrifice play. Thor just fucking absolutely 1v1-ing Thanos right. early on, but then getting nerfed. Rip. Because they had to get somebody <laughs> to shine. Yeah. All that shit. Hulk getting fucking nerfed. Yep. Yeah. Wow. But no, that, yep, that's, that's my only thoughts on that. Yeah, okay, a couple more movies, and I'm not going to go through all the TV shows at all um, right now, because yeah. there's just so much. Um, so other things that teased in that special, um, we're getting a Guardians 3. Um, before that, we're getting a Guardians holiday special that James Gunn is directing that's leading right into Guardians 3, right, like, a few months later. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just, I'm excited for Guardians 3. I think they can do better. Um than uh, what people didn't like about Guardians 2. Um, I'm just... I'm hoping there's there were rumors for a while, because, like... And it, people are pointing out, like, the logos, color logos are, like, signifying, like, who dies in the Guardians movies, because the first one was, like, brown for, like, Groot. Second one was, like, blue for Yondu. And third one is, like, kind of gray, so people are like, oh, Drax or Rocket are gonna die. Well, he's probably going to, because... They are confirmed Dave Bautista's. Yeah, Dave Bautista's gonna be done because he it's doesn't... It's his last one, and they already said that they're like, there's no replacing a recast in drags, which I respect. Yeah, and and, and I think... Which is I didn't like what they did with drags. I, in Guardians, Dave Bautista and drags. It, if I wish they would've used them differently and a little bit better, but like, damn, that was a like fucking great casting. In yeah. my opinion, my personal opinion, that was like you, you don't get more Drax than Dave Batista. Yeah, I agree. I I think we talked about this when you us three and Kearney did Guardians two, and we talked about how Drax was like the worst part of that movie. Was. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. So Guardians three, I, I'm expecting some deaths. Probably guys would be Drax. Rocket, I think, could die too. I hope. You don't like Rocket. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't. I'm sorry. Bradley um, Cooper's a great casting choice, though. It's <laughs> nothing against Bradley Cooper. He does a great job. I just don't like Rocket. Yeah, no, I understand. Um, it's just annoying. Like, it's an annoying pest. Like, so if he dies, I'm not going to cry. Well, Mantis is a pest cry. to me, too. I maybe, don't like Mantis. If he dies in front of Groot, maybe. Just because I'll feel better for Groot. <laughs> but I ain't going to fucking cry for Rocket. Fuck him. I don't like Mantis, I'm so... i a fucking sedan. <laughs> Jeez. There were rumors also that Mark Hamill was coming into the MCU as, like, the bad guy of Guardians 3 for, like, a while, but I obviously hasn't even done, gone through <laughs> filming yet. And, God damn. <laughs> and also they teased Adam Warlock in Guardians 2, so, like, we still have to follow oh up God, on that. We it's hope. crazy-ass fucking There's so much shit. Yeah, so we, we got a couple more here. Um, we've also got Ant-Man 3, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, 
Um, we are confirmed. So they also, they recast Cassie Lyne, uh, again. Uh, she is being recast as Catherine Newton, who was in Detective Pikachu and the new Freaky movie with Vince Vaughn. Um, they recast her from the one that they recast, uh, in Endgame. So, interesting. Um, I, I, I guess I feel bad for the actress in Endgame that got, like, such small screen time it's so meaningful for ant-man's arc and then they just say no you're done <laughs> right done so um i don't know it um but we are also getting kane the conqueror has been confirmed jonathan majors will be playing kane the conqueror uh he's going to be in ant-man 3 so i'm excited i think kane could be the big bad guy i would love dr doom as well or Galactus, as you've said, but, I mean, it just seems like they've already confirmed Kang is going to be a big part of this, so. Yeah, so, I, I, I'd be very, I, that might be the safe bet that they're rolling with until, like, if anything else happens. Well, and the last one I'll say, well, we've also got Blade with Mahershala Ali uh, as Blade. We're going to, that's going to be awesome. Great casting. But the final thing that they confirmed in the video, Fantastic Four, we are getting a Fantastic Four MCU movie with uh directed by john watts who directed who's directing all three of these mcu oh spider-man but Bane, we have fantastic four yeah give me dr doom i'm sure they're going to do dr doom like i people have been wanting an mcu dr doom and fantastic four the progress is being made i don't care yeah fantastic four mcu universe yeah. I, if there is one person they, they should bring back from sony it's probably too old at this point. The guy who played fucking Reed in, in the Fantastic Four. Oh, he the... Reed Richard. I'm sorry. He was really good. Iwan Grafud or whatever his name was. Yeah, he's probably, like, really old now. Like, yeah. Maybe, like, his... At this point to where he probably wouldn't work as well, but he was just... He was a great Reed Richards. He was really good. But I'm curious to see, like, who they bring into. I hope they... Because it's just the way the MCU is. I hope they make a joke. With Chris, Chris Evans. Evans. No, Chris Evans isn't going to be around, though. Yeah. Some shit. He, <laughs> Plot twist. Chris Evans, by the time it comes around, resigns in Marvel, and then they make him the Human Torch. <laughs> and then they make a joke of, look familiar, and he's like, I don't fucking know. Yeah. Well, that's a lot of this. There's a bunch of shows coming out, too. There's Moon Knight, She-Hulk. I, I don't want to go through Moon all Knight. that, but... Yeah. Oscar Isaac is Moon Knight, as well. They confirmed that. Super yeah. excited. Super excited, he needs to redeem himself from uh, from Star Wars, what they did to him there, but <laughs> but that which wasn't his fault. It was completely on on Lucasfilm, but in Disney. It is what it is. But oh well. All right, so that's what we have tonight. We went through, recapped everything for Will. I'm hoping maybe. Well, I mean. I guess Black Widow is going to be on Disney Plus as well, but, I mean, I don't know. Maybe when that comes out in a few weeks, maybe you, me, and JJ can do a review of Black Widow. I don't know. Um, we'll figure that out. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll figure some stuff out to do on the podcast. I have some other ideas that I can post to you after we get off the recording. For sure. Um, but, all right. So, uh, otherwise, uh, I've got some other stuff that I've been doing, doing Australian Survivor stuff. JJ and I are going to be doing a podcast on the first half of the first season. Um, then, uh, Gabe and I are going to continue Loki. 
Um, in a few weeks, Zach, Todd, and I are going to be doing Uncharted. We're doing Uncharted Four. Um, so I've seen I've seen the stuff you've been doing. It's been cool. I'm glad the podcast has been continuing and in different topics. Yeah. So I'm hoping to keep that going a little more. I have a couple other ideas to maybe to do, but we'll see. Otherwise, uh, we'll see you next time on Tribe of Nerds.